Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. Holy cow, welcome to the Supercast. It's Highlander Week, guys. So excited. It's Highlander Week coming up. We're coming off Happy of Killington. It is like the best time of the season. Leah, I haven't seen you in forever, and I get to see you here in like three days. I know. I'm so excited. If you I'm guys freaking... are not signed up yet, then you need to sign up and start looking there? at Facebook because the pictures and the teasers are coming out. Did you see the starting corral, Jacob? The starting corral, the 17-foot wall. I'm so pumped. Yeah, awesome. So if y'all haven't signed up yet, Highlander Assault, code BROCR, save some money. Um, Come visit how about the real again. codes, Leah? The real codes. Oh, I forgot we have even better codes. I promoted it this morning. So guys, check it out. Any afternoon wave, get in there. Come hang out with us. We want you there. Um, code BROCR40, that's going to get you 40% off. It's a last chance. Fill up these afternoon waves. We're filling up... The Highland, the the Kings Challenge is out. Uh, come check out, check, come check out Afternoon Waves with us and just hang out. If you're looking for a morning wave, Bro CR30, it's going to get you in Highlander Assault for thirty percent off. Come check it out. Come hang out with us. Um, we're gonna have fun. It's gonna be awesome. So definitely come visit us and make sure you bring your Vanga CBD like what I did there. <laughs> if you oh. Quite the uh, if you guys are signed up for that endurance, the King Arthur's, you are going to want your first aid gummies. Um, it's great as stuff. always, we are brought to you by Vanga CBD, um, the best CBD product on the market, made by Easily. endurance athletes for endurance athletes. Go to VangaCBD.com slash BroCR. Check out our beautiful smiling faces at you and save 15% with code BROCR. I can't believe here in a week I'm actually going to be hanging out with the Vanga guys at Tahoe. I am um, so Tahoe. jealous of you. They will be in Tahoe. So if anybody be doing... has been using some CBD with them or has some questions about their products, they will be hanging out in Tahoe there to answer all of your questions. And if you see us here in the next week and have questions for me to ask them there, uh, feel free to ask me, and I, I will do the best to make a make an episode or a few podcasts about it. Yep. Um, additionally, want to give a big shout out here to Brave Soldier, the antiseptic ointment of um, BroCR. Leah, how do you feel about Brave Soldier? I love me some Brave Soldier. They um, actually just posted one of my uh, testimonials this week. My favorite product is the Shower Shave. Um, it is the best product for a clean, smooth shave. No bumps or irritations. Does it leave you silky smooth? Because it leaves it's me silky smooth. Super <laughs> silky smooth and no irritation for sensitive skin. Um, Code GrowCR will also save you some money on that. So BraveSoldier.com. We will be doing actually well. giveaways this weekend at Highlander with some Brave Soldier stuff there. So we'll be doing a few different like giveaways and fun stuff. So check us out, guys. Uh, come there and just have a blast with us. With that being said, right. this week's episode, Leah. Show. 
Yep, on to the show. We have We've good. um Rachel Waters joined us. Um for those of you guys who don't know Rachel, she's gonna give us a little bit of a background, but she is one of the few women pro team members of the Green Beret Challenge. I'm sure you've seen her decked out in the black and green. She's down here from the Atlanta area and kicking ass in the endurance world. Uh, she took a podium this weekend at Killington. We're going to talk all about the the rodeo that was Killington and kind of some thoughts that we've got on the ultra world in general. So without further ado, let's kick it off, Leah. Killington Ultra, one of the most iconic races in the Spartan race, like entire world that we have here. Um, and we've got third place women here with us today, Rachel Waters. Rachel, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, it's it's hilarious how much you and Leah sound like the same person right now. It's going <laughs> to mess with me. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take that well, as a compliment. She's pretty awesome. Oh, well, well you guys are both girl. both pretty great, and both from the Atlanta area. <laughs> yep, this is true. So, for those of people who don't know Rachel, um, I think first, most recognizable, you are one of the few women on the Green Beret Pro Team, right? That's correct. All right. And so, the kind knockout of give us a little bit of a rundown. Of, yeah. Why don't you give us a little bit of a rundown of, you know, kind of who you are and what's your favorite OCR flavor? Yeah. Um, you know, I started racing in 2015. I tried a Spartan race. It was the most fun I'd ever had. Um, so I kept coming back. Um, done all different race series. Um, I love every race out there. I love the hard ones, the burpee ones, the mandatory completion, all of that. Um, I love every distance. I'm really getting into the ultras. It's a little more fun. Um, I did World's Toughest Mudder last year. Loved that. Um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good time. Um, and, you know, my, my background is really just in running, and I, and I got into it. Um, I work with the Green Beret Challenge um, on their pro team, so great race series. Really focuses a lot on, you know, the, the mental part of it all, and I think that's really part of probably what helped me this weekend. Um, oh, absolutely, because <laughs> it is, it is yeah. just a, such a mind game of a race. And it was one of those things when I saw – the elevation gain profile come out of this race where you were looking at, did you get a final read on the elevation there, Rachel? Um, you know, I got about 18,000 up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just, just shy of that, but oh I always God. get those, a little error, but yeah, it was, it was different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I heard it when was, it, sorry, go ahead. Uh, the original profiles I saw were like around 15, five. And of course, you know, water and stuff throws the altometers off a little bit on our watches sometime, but like it could be anywhere between those stuff. But the, the thing that I thought about was, Oh my God, this reminds me so much of Killington 2015. Like the, the course that it was going, I was like, man, mm -hmm. this is going to be an ugly race. <laughs> that was the year I, I've only done Killington one time and it was 2015 and it was carnage up there when we did it. It was supposed to be like a founder's race. And so they were, doing everything they could to add in the extra elevation and all the extra carries and everything. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, to, to be honest, because I did the beast, it was what I expected because yeah. it had such a reputation, but I think the weather is that, that turning point that really changed how the race played out for not only the ultra, but for the beast um, competitors too. Because oh, absolutely. I saw, I saw talks from, McCready yeah. and stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, the it was kind of on and off raining all day. And so when your obstacles get wet, it just changes things. Now, what was the temperatures oh, yeah, you're, you're... like? Because I was starting to see some people mentioning this afternoon about colds and hypothermia and the swim. What was that like for you? Um, so I started at the beginning of it and kind of finished at the end of it and sort of participated in the whole life cycle of the day's weather. And it was maybe mid-40s at the start okay. of the finish. And then, you know, it got upwards to maybe 60. Um, okay. You know, I actually didn't get that cold. I could see if you didn't maybe have a windbreaker or, you know, the girls in sports bras and shorts. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, I had pants, long sleeve short windbreaker pack. And, you know, I stayed warm. I was relieved when I got to the swim because that meant I could get off my feet for a minute. Um, you know, I, I did hear some hypothermia, but it wasn't what I've experienced on other cold races. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't say I've been at other Spartan events that have much worse cold related. Um, I think a lot of this was really the mud and the slickness. Okay. Of of the obstacles. Well, and that's the other thing that I always tell people about Killington is Killington is just so steep. Yeah. And right. you can get you can get that elevation gain so fast in a course like that. Well, I mean, just the death march alone is that. I mean, it's death. It's awful and it never ends. So, you know, having to do that not once but twice for the ultra, I mean, right there is going to add tons of gain to you yeah it was um the downhills were were really slick i mean by the afternoon everyone was sliding down on their butts um, i'm sure so yeah. so let's talk about the actual course first off so how was this one set up as far as the ultra goes and the and the little loop like how did they how did they do it was it the loop towards the end or at the beginning okay so the first 10 miles um of the course were the same so okay. for, for us ultra runners, we got to about mile 10 in the beast markings, and then there was a split off. Um, okay. Had a loop that was a very treacherous loop. Um, it only had three extra obstacles on it. It had a wall, a plate drag, and a sandbag carry. And okay. It was an extremely, Standard. yeah, it was an extremely steep downhill sandbag carry at the bottom. And then, you know, it had this climb that was essentially a third death march because in oh, that wow. one climb it was at least about 2,000 feet of gain um, oh geez yeah, yes <laughs> and and the sandbag on it um I'll I'll say it was the worst sandbag I've ever done at any Spartan race really uh, yes yes it was extremely steep and slick and they had okay. cut out a very narrow strip in the field so um, you know, that, that was, that was the most difficult ultra loop that I've done. Okay. So that was about three miles. You reconnected, um, at the beater obstacle with okay. the court, and then, you know, you, well, excuse me, with the beast and then you, you go and finish. And so the, the beast was a little long. I think it was about 15. Um, okay. That's a, That is a little bit longer for, for a beast. Well, Two, and they had the marker then. Yeah, the markers weren't really right at all because after the 14, you had, you know, another mile on course. So it may be okay. that the markers were off, but um, you rejoined, just a lot of different climbing. Um, you finished by coming into the festival area and you had a, a sandbag carry, spear throw, hoist, 
rig fire jump. Um, okay. So by the time you hit transition, you're about 17, 18 miles and then just goes back out again. Um, but you just don't split off on that extra. So it was at about yeah. mile 10. So what was right. transition like when you got there? In the morning or in yeah. the well, no, 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 in the after your first loop at the what was going through zone? people's minds, yeah, yeah, was was there? I mean, you were obviously kind of leading the way, so people turning in bins, yeah, was yeah, there a lot of know, people there? There weren't a lot, um, and it was interesting because I ran into a couple of friends and they were dropping out, and as soon as people stopped, they were shivering and, and getting really, really cold at the transition area. Um, it's yeah. very quiet. You know, I, I, I'd consider dropping out actually. Um, okay. everybody yeah. does, you know, I, I've never considered dropping out during a race before, but, um, you know, that ultra loop, how difficult it was by the time you hit the halfway point, you know, you were really starting to feel broken, um, mm-hmm. on the ultra. And so, you know, but I made it into transition and I just had to decide and I kept going. Um, it was also slower than I had thought because I had looked at previous times from the ultras in the past and mm-hmm. gauging those females that I know and what I've done at ultras. I was like, okay, I'm expecting 10 to 11 hours. Yeah. And, right. You know, it, and it took me almost 13. Um, and so I was afraid I might not make the cutoffs at, at a few points in, in the race, which is not something mm-hmm. that I had expected going into it. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, and I think a lot of people were were thinking that. I think you had very, very developed and amazing athletes for probably some of the first times in their athletic performances in their careers saying, "I might not make the cutoff," and I yeah. think that that really got to people. So when you got to transition, what were your thoughts? Did you know where you were as far as placement goes? Um. No, I, I kind of looked around um, because the trouble is with the elite starting just a little bit late, the age group weren't that far behind on the, on the ultra. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so you're the only, there's no way to tell because we're all wearing, for me, for example, all the women were all wearing a purple jersey and a red headband. Mm-hmm. And so you don't really know, is this a faster than age group person? Mm-hmm. Um, is this an elite person? Um, but when I came in, I was pretty sure that I was in the top 10. Um, okay. And so when I went to leave, you know, I get myself already. I go out and they handed me the lap leader. And I was like, okay. Yep. They said, you're the 10th woman out. And I was like, you know, awesome. You know, I get to go home with a white jersey souvenir. You know, that's yeah. <laughs> sweet. You know, that's. It's, those are always cool. Yeah. You know, so I just went out and um, just ran my race and past some women but I didn't know if they were age group or elite and just you know kept kept plodding along but yeah that's I, I was told I was in 10 when I left so here at this point something happened because you went from a position where you thought you were you, you believed you were in 10th and you were told by officials that you were you know 10th one out and then this is where this all kind of takes um takes a whole turn here where things just turn into carnage you ended up on the podium well it, yeah but I didn't know I left I exactly I, <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah I mean I was so surprised and I'm thrilled and my friends mailing me my my plaque and I'm over the moon because 
you know, I went out there to, to do it myself. And when I started my second lap, I was just going to finish. I didn't even care. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, um, yeah, I crossed. So I passed a couple of women, but I didn't know, you know, where they were. Where they were at. Yeah. And I, and I don't know who's in front of me, but I, you know, I also knew, okay, one or I saw a friend, she dropped out. She was a lead. Okay, cool. You know, um, mm-hmm. and I crossed the finish line and, you know, got my stuff and went over to the little iPad and typed in my name and it said six out of six. And I was like, awesome. You All know? right. Cool. Right? Got a few people. Yeah. Like, great. Well, I'm really proud of that. You know, I went and got my buckle and changed clothes and, you know, sat down for a couple of minutes and then I, and I left. And, um, exactly. You've had a I long day. Know. You need something to eat. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. And then I was eating back in my Airbnb and a couple of friends texted me, you know, you missed your award ceremony. Congratulations. And I sent them the screenshot of sixth place and they're like, no, you got third. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so what have we later learned happened then? Um, I don't know what, I know there was a lot of issues with the timing maps because I had set my family up to get text messages yeah. and they weren't updating. And so my sister actually thought I dropped out and, okay. you know, but then she's like, no, I knew you didn't. Um, and I never saw a timing mat on the ultra loop. Maybe there was one, but I thought that that was odd. Um, yeah, I guess I'm weird. Yeah, you know, I this did, whole like, season we've been having issues with timing mats and and a lot of yeah. stuff with the chrono track. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. I think because I looked back at the results and they also had some finish times in there for women in the open ultra that there's mm-hmm. just no way. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, and this happened. Yeah, and now we're finding out. I you know, of course we come just like every Spartan weekend. We come on the next month, you know, on Monday, and there's all these people reporting all this stuff. And apparently there were two big cuts that people could make. Um, and one cut off around, huge portions. Right. Run, one around mile seven, which I don't know what that translated to on the course. And then one towards the end at mile 12, where people are pulling now... Um, you know, athletes and, and timing map reports and there's certain maps Looking at GPS data. You know, that's right. interesting you say data. that because there was a girl that showed up at an obstacle that I was like, <sighs> I swear mm-hmm. I would have remembered her passing me. You right. know, yeah. when you're in the top ten, you're paying attention to who's passing. Oh, you're 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 being aware. <laughs> you know, but I, what I've had to learn, you know, with racing is I see cheating all the time. I see, yeah. because you know what? I go through obstacles with my lap leader bib on and nobody's watching me. Mm-hmm. And I go do my 30 burpees. Nobody asks me for my my number. Nobody asks me my not name. Counting. So. Well, and that was one of the questions that I had had because yeah. so this season for Spartan, I had been running in age group category. And... Um, being upper 30s i'm in the 35 to to you know 39 age group so we usually have a little bit later of a start and i can tell you that with every spartan race that i have done this year there's typically cameras out at like the first you know one or two you know obstacles that matter but towards the middle towards to the end of my race 
I very rarely will see a camera spill out. Usually they've already been pulled and they're counting the elite burpees. So knowing that that's the case for a regular Saturday morning, I can only imagine come lap two of an ultra. I doubt there's any policing going on. Is there? You know, there's there's some still. You know, and I, and I do want to say, you know, there are some amazing volunteers out there. And yeah. mm-hmm. I couldn't do what I do without Spartan Race putting on the amazing races they put on and the dedication of those volunteers standing up on the side of Killington Mountain. Yeah, now. right. But Oh, for sure. Yeah, but you need educated, knowledgeable court, like marshals at the obstacles. And Agreed. You know, the volunteers are doing the best they can. They have to watch. If you have one person at Olympus, they can't see all of the lanes at once. No, it's, nope. I mean, it's impossible the way things no. are set up. No, but, you know, again, I've just had to kind of shut it off because you're already struggling enough mentally on course. Yeah. You know, no matter what place you're in, it doesn't matter. You know, so the thought of, wait a minute, this person could beat me. You know, I, I could be fourth right. and she could be third. Um, but I, I just had to learn to let it go and say, you know, I'm out here doing what I love to do. I can't control them. I know that if I do what I'm supposed to do, that that, that that's how my life will go. And, and to, to follow up here on your, your volunteer speak, which, by the way, once again, I've said many times, we wouldn't yeah. be a sport if we didn't have the volunteers. We wouldn't be right. able to put on these things if we didn't have the volunteers. Right. But I've, I've heard reports even like Leah talking today about uh, just some of the the, the athletes and stuff, and don't get me wrong, there's, you've got, the hard part with Spartan right now where we're at is I feel like we've got this cult following and the elites and the, the age mm-hmm. groupers. We're solid. 95% of the time, 90, I would say, I would say 80% of the age groupers and the elites that are there, they know what they're doing. They've got it figured out. They're cordial. But some of the open heaters too, that are not like in clubs or associated with community, they get shitty. And I've heard reports. I think today you're about being like, a little more generous. I think there's a lot more cheating in the upper level. I'm not even. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about cheating. Che- cheating is a whole different thing. But they're shit. Like they're being shitty. Like they're shitty to the volunteers. I heard a like I heard a somebody reach out to me talking today about some of these people like spitting in the faces of volunteers when they were telling them to do burpees and stuff because they were mad about the weather. And I'm like, there's no freaking room for that. There's no room for that kind of horse shit. That's... I mean, none of us could be doing what we're doing without the volunteers. Right? Exactly. You know, exactly. And, and, and honestly, I, you know, I do sprint supers. I, I do all the distances and I really have seen a fantastic showing from Spartan of officiating courses. In my years of racing, the ultra is really the only race where I've bumped into issues with it. <laughs> Well, I think what makes the ultra so unique is that, you know, you have the double lap component. So by the time the elites and the age groupers are going out for lap two, you know, you've got all the open late afternoon, open one lap people, you know, and that's where things I think get a little bit complicated. Then you hear stories of people being shady with hiding their headbands and Oh, it's not really a red headband. I'm just an open person. And, you know, it just becomes that much more difficult. So much so that, you know, it's it's crazy to say the DNF rates from this, this weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. And, and I don't know if anybody was actually disqualified 
or if it was DNFs for dropping. There's really no, inf- I don't know of any penalties. Um, I think it's a mix of both, honestly. Yeah, no, there definitely has been some reports of, of people being DQ'd um, for DNFs. lack of burpees and, you know, right, so they get the DNF for that. I mean, so much so that it's so the, the numbers that we're seeing so far, these preliminary numbers that are coming out, it's it's staggering. Jacob, do you still have those? Those Let me pull those from, up here real quick here. Yeah, um, we, we were looking at, at the DNF rates from this weekend. And you're right. It's hard to tell when you're looking at athletes what is a DQ versus a, a voluntary drop. Um, so, so yeah, looking at my numbers here that I, I gathered from um, from athletes. And once again, athletes is kind of tricky right now. We're back and forth between stuff. But I was seeing around out of the elite men, 94 starting, which of course you've got people jumping in that elite wave, uh, trying to get the earlier time line to get, especially at a race like Killington. They want a little right. bit extra time on the course, 41 finishers in the elite men. Yeah. Out of how many? Out of 94, 94. Yeah. So that's just over half. And they're saying the women, uh, they're with you, Rachel, you had about 16. Does that sound right? In the starting crowd? Maybe. It was dark, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. pretty, that's pretty typical. I think 16 ever. women, eight finishers there. So that's and 50%. So eight women 50%. dropped or got DQ'd age group total. I didn't break this up into men and women. There were about 300, fin- 300 signed up for it. And then 181 age groupers finished, which sounds about right. Because if you're in the age group, you've, you've put some dedication towards this. You, yeah. You're a little bit prepared. And open waivers is where it got ugly. So open waivers, 288 signed up, about 90 finished. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, to me, that sounds right. It, it does sound right to me. Killington is no joke. I mean, this is a legit, this is one of the hardest ultras there is, if not the hardest. And, you know, I think people will often underestimate it. And people go into it thinking it's just like any other race, and I just get through it and get my medal or get my buckle in this case. And that's not the case there. That's not the case. There's a lot of people getting cut at the at the ha- at the time hacks. How did that sound to you, Rachel? How did those numbers sound? Um, you know, they sound right. Um, I, I guess I'm a little surprised um, for the elite men. That yeah, that was I, what surprised me as well. Yeah. But again, you've got folks that want an extra hour. Exactly. You know, exactly. Your, your people that are starting the latest are the ones that need the most time. And so, um, you know, I had a great, I had a friend and you just pay more to run an elite. So, yeah. he, and he has the right not? to say, you know what, I don't care. I'm going to be the last place, but I want to start. I need that hour. Um, I, I really just think it was the weather, man. It slowed down the course. I'm sure um, I haven't heard anything specific about actual disqualifications for cheating. Um, if there were, I think that's great because I agree. I agree. An example because this was my fifth ultra. Okay. And I have seen active cheating in pretty much everyone that I've run, and there's nothing I can do about it. And I can nope. try to see something to the volunteer, but that's not really my job. And exactly. Our, you know, so I just run my own race and I don't worry about it. Um, I tell myself, you know what, if they have to cheat because they can't do it, you're probably going to beat them anyway. Um, and, 
so here's one of the things that I love about the ultra though. And I've, I've stated this in many podcasts we've had before, Rachel, it's, there's a hard line in the sand with the ultra. They're like, okay, this thing is going to be at least 30 miles long. Now that's, that's a long day at the office. Well, I mean, that's the thing that drives me bonkers. It's people who don't train and we've talked about this before and you know, I'm going to, I've gotten some, some crap about it in my stance, but I stand firm with it. I don't think it's right or the, you know, the right thing to do or whatever that people just take this stuff willy nilly and, Oh, I'm going to go do an ultra. I'm not going to train. I'm not going to prepare yep, myself. Yep. I'm gonna you come have to, here you have to my... commit to doing an ultra. Right. And I think it cheapens, it cheapens the race. It cheapens the sport. It, it just puts a bad taste in your mouth when you see these people not taking it seriously, coming in with this attitude of, I well, deserve it. whatever happens, and I, I deserve my buckle. And who are you to tell me that I can't get my buckle? And the, the, the entitlement and the attitude, it just, you know, we saw posts today of people with their, um, you know, breaking rules and getting mad about being called out on it. One of the biggest rules about an ultra is the fact that it is two laps of the beast plus an extra loop. Just doing one loop into transition and quitting is not the same thing as signing up and completing a beast. And I don't know how many times this rule needs to be emphasized or discussed, but the bottom line is you don't have the luxury people of signing up for an ultra dropping at transition and then walking away with a beast medal and saying, I completed a beast. It's it's all or nothing in my mind. What are your thoughts, Rachel? You know, I think that the ultra distance needs to be taken seriously I agree. And I, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did away with open waves on it and said, you know, we're going to do elite and age group and you have to qualify. I, I would love know, to I, see I, that happen. I would love this. I would love to see an ultra just elite and age group period done. There's a lot of trail races that have prerequisites. You know, if you mm-hmm. want to sign up for this famous hundred mile race, you have to submit proof of, you know, that you've done, certain qualifier races or certain distances. And so we may see some of that because it's also a liability to have. Absolutely. It is, you know, to have folks out on the mountain when it's dark and slick and on a 30 mile mountain race. Right. And it's, yep. And it's not fair to your volunteers either. Um, Well, that's the other piece of it too. You know, we're, we're sitting here, we're talking about the lack of volunteers, but when you're talking about a time limit of, what what was it this time from start to finish? How many hours? It's only 15. 15. And, and that's okay, yeah. regardless of the course. So, okay, so you're talking about you know. 15 hours of manning obstacles late into the darkness. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then having to come through and sweep the course and pull these people off the mountain that, quite frankly, sorry to say, shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yep. Yeah, I think, you know, maybe some of the things... and. To be honest, I really haven't even been on looking at it much today. I've just been kind of, you know, trying to stretch my legs and, and you're enjoying, in recovery mode. We yeah, understand. <laughs> enjoy the fabulous weekend that I had, you know, doing the the most famous ultra there is in Spartan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I haven't seen it, but, you know, I think that maybe um, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's going to sort of change the perspective on ultra, um, have it taken a little more seriously 
and you know maybe maybe there'll be some qualifications required to get in. You know, well, I think I, I see these ultras becoming like because everybody's getting an ultra next year. It just feels like I've seen so many of these different things. It's like let's put one in Southern California, let's put one in Asheville, but not ultras in my mind are made the same. You've got certain tiers where you've got things like like Killington and Owl's Head in Canada. That's way right. up there. Compared um, to like the Dallas one or yeah. right? they're not the same thing. No, not at all. And a lot of that is the it's the climate, it's the the conditions. You might have a good day here. Um, but then you have other races like the Ohio that we thought was gonna be a flat, fast ultra. And then all of a sudden we had rain for like three days straight. Everything was underwater and we had this mud that was like miles long. <laughs> right. I mean, I for one am glad to see them cracking down and, you know, as a whole, not just on ultras, but I've been, you know, every Spartan I've been to this year, there's, you know, you go to the finisher's tent and there is a screen full of names of disqualifications and people that are, you know, their burpees are wrong and they're double checking it. And I think that that's the only way that things are going to get legitimized and recognized by the, you know, by other sports and by everything else is by following through on this stuff and DQing cheaters and kicking people out that don't belong there. Yeah. And I mean, I think that Spartan does a great job and I've really, again, I've only seen it on that ultra and at the end of the day, they can do as much as they want to, but people without integrity are people without integrity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but I, I do think that this weekend, if there was some, some DQs for cheating, I think it's, it's a good thing. Um, I would agree. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. I'm sorry for anyone that didn't finish because of weather and stuff, but you know, again, I, I didn't right. actually hear anything specific about anybody specifically getting DQ'd. So right. right. Yeah. News to me, if they got DQ'd for that, as opposed to, you know, not making a cutoff or just choosing to drop. Right. Right. So this is where I'm going to go into a weird, a weird place here. So, okay. <laughs> so I, I ran before I got into OCR, I ran my first triathlon and okay. I, I DNF'd cause I'm not a good swimmer. I'm not going to lie. I DNF my first one, but I remember attending some classes and like some talks beforehand and the guy that did it, that held like the, the, the talk there, he said, if this is your first triathlon, don't do it in this town. Do it somewhere else in a, in a place that, you know, it sounds really easy. Do some research mm -hmm. and do it somewhere else so you don't embarrass yourself. Hmm. You didn't and, listen. And the more I, – I did not listen. And I, I sucked. And they had to pull me out on a boat. <laughs> sounds um, similar to my first triathlon. I almost got pulled out of the boat. <laughs> but it, I, was, I was so embarrassed. But at the same time, I get it now a little bit because it's like there's some truth to that. And – do some research and maybe do an ultra that's a little bit easy or something, something that can transition you into that world a little bit, like a Ragnar. Like, yeah. so you can get used to going that kind of distance. Well, I mean, I think that's, that's what it boils down to first off is the distance. If you are somebody who has never done anything longer than a beast and then you're going to transition and go straight to an ultra beast, you're doubling, which more yep. than doubling what you've ever done before. Absolutely. Like, it's a big deal. And I'm 
I am the biggest cheerleader out there for people crushing goals and, you know, accomplishing things. But there's also something to be said about safety and knowing your limits and respecting that and respecting your training. Yeah, I guess for me, you know, I've done the 30 miles and mm-hmm. even approaching Killington, you know, I, I, I respect the, the distance and it's so such a humbling thing that I get nervous. And so it's interesting to me that there's this population that, you know, takes it as something lightly and that they're just going to go out and, and walk and right. somehow get a buckle. And I mean... You know, I would encourage anybody to try it unless they make a qualification and they want to keep it open. Um, But you can't set if you don't make it. You know, you have the right to try. And I would encourage anyone to try, you know, Mm -hmm. and and push themselves and move up to that next level. But if you don't, if you don't complete the race, you don't give nobody to be angry about. I mean, that's the thing. And it's yourself at that point in my mind. Like right. you should be mad at yourself in your own training and you should look, look back to like, here's some things I might, I should have probably taken a little bit more seriously. Yeah. I mean, I think it would make you respect the distance more and say, you know, wow, now I, I, I'm even hungrier for it. And I'm going exactly. to the next. Well, one. yeah. And it's those finishers that I have the absolute utmost respect for. There's Absolutely. nothing more awesome than sitting at the finish line, you know, right before cutoff and seeing people giving it their complete heart. And laying it all out there and and getting it, you know, that's awesome. And I will be there 10 times over to cheer you on. But the people that start off with just, I'm going to walk this whole thing and get in everybody's way and just do my own thing and don't worry about me. I'm going to run my own race, translating into I'll do what I feel like doing, then that's just, it just drives me crazy. I think, you know, in in a developing sport like OCR, Mm. sometimes things change because of events that happen. And, you know, in in the Mm -hmm. years I've been racing, I've watched rules change based on situations that come up and, you know, things that go down at certain races. They get a lot of feedback. And, um, you know, I've seen a lot of the race directors, they adapt to it. And, you know, this weekend may may initiate some change um, in in the ultra world Um, because they have added a lot. To the calendar next year I yeah. and so it'll be interesting to see if um some of the the things that transpired this weekend i mean again for me i was out there running my own race having a great time so um, i'm disappointed to hear that people are saying negative things about it you know right i thought well it was, i mean I it's awesome it's a testament to you and your hard work that you know things worked out in the end for the better you, st- you, know? you stuck to it Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and, I'm not I'm not the fastest runner. Um, I'm okay at all. But you don't have to be in the ultra. Yeah, right. you know, I just whenever when the weather gets bad and everybody else gets cold and uncomfortable and starts dropping out, I just kind of keep walking. You double jogging, down. You know, <laughs> embrace it, and that's that's what that's separates it. Was, that's the spirit of the ultra in my mind. Yeah, yeah, you just kind of keep on cruising and you'll get there awesome. eventually. But you have to train for it. Absolutely. 100%. So what's the rest of your season look like, Rachel? Um, I've got some local stuff in Atlanta. I've got some Green Beret. uh, Awesome. Um, But my my big focus is World's Toughest Motor again. (laughs) Got that coming up. What kind of goals do you have going into this one? Um, 
had such a great time last year. Uh, so I'm, I'm really just trying to maybe do another lap more than what I did last year. Just kind of beat myself, I guess. How far yeah. did you make it last year? I got 12 laps last year. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Good for you. Um, so this year I'm going for, for 13 or more. That's great. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, good time. Awesome. Well, I think that wraps it up for this. Um, Rachel, thank you so much for being on the cast this week. Yeah, we yeah, appreciate you. Me. Any shout outs or sponsors or anyone you want to recognize? Yeah, I just, uh, I want to thank the Green Bay Challenge for everything they've done for me. We um, like you, Ballas. Yeah, really, <laughs> you know, he's such a great guy and he's really stood behind me and, and supported me and, um, you know, everything that I, that I do and, you know, just everybody in the community because, you know, I found what is the most fun thing in my life and, Without what you guys are doing, what Spartan Race is doing, what everybody's doing, it, it wouldn't be there. So I'm just grateful for the sport and everybody that's working on moving it forward. Awesome. And if people want to connect with you, how, how can they reach you with social media? What's the best way? Yeah, best way would be on Instagram. Um, okay. Rachel underscore fit underscore girl. You can just start following me and we can become friends. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, Rachel, for all your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, I love the ultra community. A lot. I do too. And you know what? It, it sucks. We turned off the recording right when we did because we kept talking afterwards and Rachel made an awesome point. Um, you know, one of the things that we have been repeatedly hammering and talking about and talked about again this time is the lack of volunteers on course and the need for knowledgeable people. And Rachel had a stellar idea. Yeah. So we all what know. The, what if the elites and the pro team all just volunteered four hours at a race, like maybe two races a year? You, you know, we've seen posts here recently. I can't remember what race it was. Somebody was talking about how awesome, maybe it was Noram, how awesome it was to see some elites that were volunteering. And, you know, Rachel's point was we have a Spartan pro team built in with like 200 some odd members, what if as Easily. a trade-off for these perks that they're getting, because let's face it, we know they're getting perks, um, as a trade-off, they have they had to have a required volunteer, volunteer hours. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that would solve a ton of problems. First of all, it would get some volunteers on the course in those later after, you know, after the elite heats, which we know we definitely need. Um, and I think it would do an awesome job bringing together more of that community feel you know you've got some first timers running in that afternoon heat and they come up to twister and there's ryan atkins or ray Cole. absolutely you know that would be awesome i so. agree with you a thousand percent and that's Two thumbs up, Rachel. and Rachel's, awesome idea rachel you crushed it there great great advice there um you know and here's the thing we want to see the sport grow we want to see races continue we want to see just great things continue to happen and this community is one of those things that makes those things happen um mm -hmm. you know we, we we've got these open waivers maybe somebody out there first timer figuring out a race trying to figure out what they're doing with life <laughs> and, right. um you know like maybe taking that first step at getting in a little bit better shape we don't want to discourage you at all we want you to be part of the community absolutely and, and you know i know people kind of get a little bent out of shape when they hear me talk like I did today. And 
you know, let me be clear. I want to see everybody succeed. I would love to see hundred yeah. yeah. percent finishers, you know, who wouldn't, Absolutely. who doesn't want to see that success. That's awesome. But I just want to see people take it seriously and give their all. And I just feel like that's, that's where we're lacking in, and in, respect it. Yeah. You know, people I come mean, in expecting, expecting to hit goals that, you know, you got to do the work. And if you don't do the work and you don't reach those goals, that's okay. Come back, try harder. The fact is some of these people that signed up for a 30 mile mountain race in Killington was like, yeah, I, I signed up for, you know, an ultra marathon. And I'm going to go do with some of my friends at the gym. This is not a romp in the park. This is a 30 mile mountain race. And at a very, very famous venue for this sport and its heritage. Um, it's not something to be taken lightly. No. Um, so with that being said, though, um, I want to invite everybody out there that maybe hasn't done that before. And some of the people that we talked about in the video earlier today um, in the Chicago area. And mm. here's the thing. If you've never done an ultra with pit laps... And things like that. There are races out there, like the race that we are going to be announcing at this weekend. The Highlander this Assault. This weekend. <laughs> the Highlander Assault. If you have never ran a long-distance OCR like this, an endurance event, which is what I would call it. Um, Absolutely. You cannot find a better format than Highlander. Yep. Every eight miles, you're going back into transition. You can refill your goose. You can refill your water. You can get yourself set up again. You know, Frontline does similar stuff. Yep. Come out there, refuel, and head back out on the course. Learn. Learn yep. before we you go to a mountain fans. with a race with, like, 15,000 elevation gain. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We are big fans of the multi-lap. Um, it's just an awesome learning experience. And, you know, everyone up in that Chicago area, I know there's a lot of active gyms. Um, you know, It's a great us. community. We, we would love to see you there this weekend. We Hope to see you there this weekend. Yep. A weekend. And we're going to have fun. And yep. we invite you to come be part of that fun. Um, with that, I, I guess that's really it. Um, that's any it. Any shout outs or anything, Leah? Um, I want to shout out to Ultra um, Shoes. I have uh, picked up the newest uh, King MT version 2.0. I have now okay. raced in them. Uh, three races, including this past uh, weekend, I did a nighttime race, trail race, and got okay. first place in my age group, that. so self-brag there. But um, <laughs> King MT's totally the way to go. Those shoes saved me. So um, if you guys are in the market for some new OCR shoes, you cannot beat them. Well, I'm excited. I want to give a shout out this week to human octane human octane is the uh, um, apparel sponsor of bros er mm -hmm. uh, guys phenomenal product i'm really excited to head out to tahoe and once again talk with brett and the guys out there from human octane what they've got coming for 2020 um, it's a phenomenal gear product just just check them out guys they make yep. top quality ocr gear that can take a beating and keep ticking um i believe in them they're great people and it's 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 good stuff um, that's all I really have. I'm really excited for Tahoe next week. Yeah. I'm excited for Highlander this weekend with you, Leah. And yep, we've got some yep. good stuff coming because we're in championship mode. We do. We do. So <sighs> if you guys aren't already following us, please, please like, subscribe, share all that good stuff with the podcast. Throw us a review. 
can find yes please give us a review it helps us along the way um and it also helps us know what y'all like what y'all don't like so um check it out guys feedback we love it thank you (laughs) thank you yep sorry you can follow um, us individually yep ocr leah or brosecker and i think that's (laughs) it i think that's all we've got guys once again thank you so much and we'll see you out there on the course this has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Wanna be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.